Welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. In our career, we have coaches and mentors to guide us on how we can develop ourselves professionally. When it comes to our marriages, it is just as important to have mentors looking out for us so that we can go the distance. Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast. I'm Jo and I'm your host for this episode. Now, in each episode of the Connect to podcast, we will be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication, finance, conflict, child caring, and so much more. We hope you will keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper, and stronger in your marriage. Our topic today is on marriage mentoring. Well, I'm not sure how familiar we are with that term or what exactly it is, but we are going to learn how couples may benefit from having mentors supporting them in their journey towards building a fulfilling and thriving marriage for life. And we have back with us our guests today, uh, Gregory and Patricia. Gregory, who's a lawyer by training, and Patricia, who is a counsellor by training. Um, actually, if you think about it, I don't know what kind of uh, interactions you'll have, counselling and <laughs> arguing with each other, debating, I don't know. But they are also a couple who is very, very passionate about helping other couples thrive. And they are actually involved in a ministry that does marriage mentoring for other couples. And in fact, uh, if you caught their earlier episode, uh, they were sharing about their love story, which uh, started a little bit late. Well, their marriage started late, but their love story actually started long, long ago. <laughs> uh, but they also shared about how they were involved in marriage work even before they were married. So uh, we're going to just dive straight in. So welcome back, Greg and Pat. Hi, Joe. Thank you. We're going to dive straight in to unpack what exactly mentoring is. I think mentoring is not an unfamiliar term, maybe in the workplace, but perhaps when it comes to marriage mentoring or mentoring couples, what exactly does that mean and what does it look like? Um, and maybe you can share with us, you know, your experience. I don't know, I mean, having married late, did you guys have a mentor too? Is there a need for one? Why don't you just unpack it for us? Sure, Joe. I'm happy to share from our own experience, but I'll take a step back and, you know, really pose the question of what is a mentor? And so, for example, you could have historical mentors. You oh. could have, uh, you know, mentors who have written materials. Oh. And uh, no doubt there won't be any direct or sort of personal uh, interactions with them. You can have older mentors, mentoring younger mentors, you can have peer mentors, you can have, um, of course, various modalities of mentorship uh, using tech tools mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. even in person. And for us, I think our journey really began before our marriage, when after the courtship had started, we had attended a premarital cause by organization called Two Equals One. Cause facilitator Tim and Patsy Tan were essentially the mentors to us, as well as other married couples who attended the cause, which was called the One for Life cause. And this allowed for an opportunity for us, even in our pre-marriage state, to be able to have close and personal interactions with an older married couple with a longer marriage journey, for which we are grateful. And this cause was, in a sense, not a must-do Right. But it was a kind of an optional extra that we did in addition to our own church's premarital cause church because, you know, we both have right. the same faith as right. Christians. So along the way, we also have other mentors, basically couples who are very passionate about journeying with newlywed. Mm -hmm. And we are privileged to have them alongside with us 
especially in the early years of our marriage because for us to observe how these couples live out their marriage life is really a model for us to have as well. And a lot of times it is also the nuggets that you know they share, the, the, their life stories, their journey together also inspire us to be mentors for other newlywed couples. Right. But it sounds that you're very intentional because the previous episode we talked about how contented you both are individually and as a couple. Why the need to even attend marriage prep if you're already kind of so mature and gotten ahead in life and you've got everything settled. But is there still a need to seek out mentors? Uh, the short answer is yes, because you're never too old to learn. And you know, there's always a lot to learn about uh, different facets of marriage, different you know marriage journeys by different married couples with different personality types, different temperaments, different mm. backgrounds. You know, you have cross-cultural marriages. You have um, older married couples who may be grandparents as well. You have uh, younger married couples. You have married couples with no children. You have married couples with children. You have a variety. And from interesting married couples that we interacted with in the Two Equals One cause, as well as the Marriage Builders Alliance Ministry, that you had touched on, which was a coalition to help build, protect and strengthen marriages, we found that we gleaned insights and wisdom from these very mature married couples mm -hmm. and um, in some cases marriage ministers. And through the cross interactions, there was um, you know cross-pollination of insights, mm -hmm. wisdoms, learnings, real-time links and connections so that you know we were able to just understand and learn. Some of those things may not be directly applicable, certainly not maybe immediately uh, relevant, but they were points that we tucked away that have also helped us when it came to the future. For example, I don't think we had any conflicts in our courtship, mm -hmm. but you know, when couples talk about how they navigate conflict, that was also helpful for us because we then know that supposing we are going to be in a conflict in the future, then ah, you remember what that married couple shared, right. and then it becomes helpful because then it becomes future reading. Mm -hmm and uh, future preparing as well. Although I would have thought that, you know, Pat, you're a counsellor, you would know all the tricks of the tree. <laughs> he wasn't a counsellor then. <laughs> but it sounds like you have different couples who kind of journey with you. Uh, does it get awkward? Because you guys married later in your 40s. Does it get awkward? Like the ones who have been married longer, but they're actually younger than you? Should there be certain criteria a couple looks for in a mentor couple? I think that for having mentors in our lives, it's really not about the age. It's really about their experiences, mm. you know, marriage journey, the richness that they have and that mm. they share with us that is very helpful mm. even for our own marriage life, particularly in our first year of mm. marriage. We are thankful that we do not have conflicts in our marriage. But in the first year, I think learning to live together, also a journey for us, yeah. <laughs> especially reading each other's uh, love languages. For example, Greg's love language is words of affirmation. And right. for myself, is quality time. Right. <laughs> Knowing his job, you know, very busy at work. Mm. Um, how do I learn to be understanding during right. periods when he's very busy and when my need for quality time is not right. met, 
how do we talk about it openly and we never allow anything that stir our hearts to just not address the mm. issues before mm. going to bed we want to clear the air not to let the sun exactly. sort of go down on yeah. our anger but the converse <laughs> yeah. example is to just pick up the example that pat shared of course i think when your love language is words of encouragement words of affirmation mm. then sometimes maybe waiting for those effusive words of encouragement <laughs> when you don't get them then you know you feel discouraged and that's a journey too to be able to know that your spouse is not there to meet your needs all the time and of course with time you learn to meet each other's needs but that grace to extend to one another and to be able to accept that just because you're not getting an effusive mm. long essay of encouragement <laughs> it doesn't mean your wife doesn't love you you know i think that's the kind of journey and some of that is the initial journey is the initial teething period but to dial it back to the mentorship i think it's really drawing from the mosaic of all the wisdom that different ones have and having mm. a community of people who are authentic and who are accountable mm. and mm. mutually so to be able to encourage one another and to be transparent about your feelings mm. and your weaknesses mm. too because you know it's not about faking it until mm. you make it but it's really <laughs> about trying to be real and to share from your life and to be able to speak words mm. of life to other couples mm. so i think you're never too old to be mentored you're never too young to be mentored there are younger couples that i think we can look at them and we say wow they have something powerful there and we draw from that life as we observe and as we see the oneness in the course of marriage and conversely we ourselves have mentored uh, married couples who have been much older than us who've right. struggled with their marriage so in a way it might be very situational right. it might be pretty ad hoc and we need to be humble about this just because you've got 30 years of marriage under your belt it doesn't mean that you've arrived <laughs> you know it might be 30 years of half times mm-hmm. and conversely i think we all have stories that we can share and lift oh. one another it sounds like both of you actually had access to a community um, maybe your faith community as well as through marriage preparation you said you met mm-hmm. your uh, mentors who who are the trainers for the marriage preparation course perhaps a couple who's already been married for a number of years and never actually had a mentor like where do they go how do they start acquiring one marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life yet navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws getting a good grasp of your family finances or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict Focus on the Family Singapore's marriage preparation program aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. Visit family.org.sg/c2marriageprep for more information today. For those who are married for years and sometimes it's really at the crossroad of their marriage, right? Or some mm. that are really struggling and they have no one to turn to. Oftentimes we say that when they will go to friends, people that they connect with, there's also other community that they can turn to because I think in today's context there are uh, activities for couples to enrich their marriage life probably they can google to look for activities in various social settings uh, so you get to sort of meet other couples both, yes right. for example i think there are groups that we know that they actually intentionally gathered couples together mm. to talk about 
their marriage and also to share about their challenges. How long do these like mentoring relationships typically last? Is there like a gold standard kind of thing or <laughs> I mean just so, so that at least for our listeners they would have their expectations rightly framed. <laughs> yes, I don't think there's a hard and fast rule or any um, sort of dogmatic uh, formula. It can't be too short that's meaningless and it's touch and go, hit and run. It can't be so long that it's like, oh, I'm committed for the next 10 years of my life to mentor this younger couple. Right, that's um, intimidating so, for both the mentor and the and, and, you know, it could be unwieldy in terms of expectations. Plus, the needs may have changed. Would, would that couple really be the best mentor for you? Are you really the best and optimal mentors for mm. the younger couple? Perhaps a realistic time frame of a few years might be something to look at. If you look at maybe potential catchment areas, they might be in faith communities, um, such as what we found. But even if not in faith communities, it could be in um, the family themselves or the extended family. Also, Pat has mentioned some useful resources. Or it could be, you know, in the in the creative mm. pursuits that you have, the hobbies that you have, and whether in that type of setting there are close friends, clubs, right. if you're in um, an association, are there, you know, close couples. But I think the touchstone is to find relationships where you can be authentic and accountable and be able to let your guard down, so to speak, so that you're not putting up a facade mm. or being superficial, but you can be very real, you can be genuine, you can be honest. Uh, with each other or that you have given permission as it were to the mentor to be able to check in with you mm -hmm. so how is your marriage doing and, and we've got I think couples who do that with us as well and you know sometimes it is really a, like how are you doing you know and that's a question that has a searing effect because it makes you introspect and wonder like okay are we doing all right, right at right. that point in time and because we're talking about marriage mentoring would this have to be also like husband and wife versus when we talk about individual mentoring or personal mentoring it's just one-to-one -one. <laughs> so now we're looking at like two to two right yeah i think when we talk about marriage mentoring it's really great if the couple comes you know as a, a team mm. to support another couple because it's really giving the perspective of the role of the husband as well mm. as the role of the wife mm. and how we can openly share about couples issues mm. uh, and challenges and as well as how can we journey with the couple right to enrich their marriage life and as well as to give them a safe space to talk about their issues and also to support them through mm. if there are times that they are going through challenging period who would make good marriage mentors and when does a couple actually start this whole marriage mentoring process? That's a very good question, Joe. And uh, let me just uh, sort of clarify a misperception that you don't need to have a perfect marriage or absolutely everything is going hunky-dory mm. in order to become a marriage mentor. So you don't have to have everything together. Frankly, you can start at any stage of the marriage journey. I mean, we were mentoring from a very young stage of our marriage. Maybe we were older as a married couple, but we had the privilege to mentor even as a young married couple. And, and we continue to mentor, you know, some, albeit in a more informal, ad hoc sort of relational way. You're never too young uh, to be mm. able to share advice, to share guidance, to mm. share wisdom, to share insights, to, mm. sh to share tips. Which that also could sets be... the expectations for the mentee couple because we are not looking at someone who has a perfect marriage. Exactly. To mentor us, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Likewise, you do not uh, need to wait till there's a crisis, then you seek a mentorship, marriage mentors to support you. Mm. Uh, it's always good, you know, especially in the first two years of your marriage, uh, mm. to have mentors to, you know, marriage mentors to journey uh, your marriage mm. because it is really having the support from the mentors to help you to adjust into from singlehood mm. to marriage life. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of adjustment to make yeah. and how to support each other in this journey. Yes. Does a couple need to be ready before they look for a marriage mentor? Because I can imagine uh, early on, Greg, I think you were the one who mentioned that you know you also give permission for your marriage mentors to tell you off. <laughs> yes, and to be able to ask you the hard questions. That I think is the gold standard because you need to be able to have uh, people in your life who can ask you the hard questions. And the hard questions sometimes are the hard questions too, because those are the ones that you need to be able to really reflect meaningfully in terms mm -hmm. of where you are in the moment, in terms of, of your marriage. So I absolutely agree with Pat that, you know, it's really the couple themselves, in a sense, being mentored. Although, of course, sometimes there can be private conversations wife to wife, husband to husband. And in one setting in the Marriage Builders Alliance, um, you know, the more mature married couples mentored some of the junior ones. And that was a crying need because the newly married couples badly need to right. shortcut their learning curve, avoid some of the problems that, you know, they have mm. seen in other mm. marriages mm. and learn vicariously mm. from the experiences of others. They basically can avoid some of those pains. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't need to make the mistakes of others, why why do so? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's the power yeah. of the mentorship. Yeah, I think that's a good enough benefit, right? Why do we want to put ourselves through pain that actually we could have avoided? And before we forget, well, in each episode, we do address a frequently asked questions that, question that couples have about marriage. And today's question actually is about marriage mentoring. My husband and I have been married for a few years and we recently decided to have marriage mentors. However, my husband has not been forthcoming with our mentors about our conflicts and tends to skirt around them. <laughs> I really wish to get fresh perspectives on some issues that we are stuck in a gridlock with. How can I convince my husband we are not airing our dirty laundry to our mentors? It's not easy for this party posing the question. There's obviously a different sort of wavelength as well, to some extent, between the wife and the husband. The wife sounds more open to sharing with mentors and mm. it looks like the husband needs some time to warm up. That's and common. I know you guys mentor other couples as well. Yes. One has to actually tread very carefully because both need to be on the same wavelength. I think that's one guideline there. And I think from the perspective of the wife, and even though it may not be so easy, but to respect the husband, to honour the husband, because if the husband isn't ready to like talk about everything, then, you know, what's the zone of uh, comfort levels that, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can operate with and maybe you can cascade from there or approach it on a drip feeding basis because if the initial mentoring sessions turn out to be positive, beneficial, the husband can see the power of that, then maybe mm. there will be a greater openness to start right. sharing more. And so for some, it may be an evolutionary journey. And so that patience is needed and also the grace, the respect, the honour. But really, you need to have both comfortable with what is shared because speaking frankly, I'm aware that in some cases, it actually has sort of counter effect where the husband may feel that why did you go and share this to right, this third right. party and so then it ends up with more friction in the home because the husband was just not comfortable the husband didn't want to sort of wash their dirty linen right. in public 
so there needs to be that same wavelength and uh, they both need to be on the same page. The converse uh, aspect also is true that sometimes it is important that um, the party that actually does feel very constricted and choked may need to have kind of outlet to be able to open up and share as opposed to bottling it in and feeling mm. they have no one to share. But on this topic, I think my wife is much better than me <laughs> because she's a counsellor <laughs> on spouses that may feel bottled and the kind of options and outlets that you know mm. they may need to turn to. Yeah, so maybe I start with, besides the point that the husband may not be comfortable to talk about certain issues, it's also whether both the couple has found the mentors that they are comfortable with. Building the rapport together with, you know, having the, the right fit is right. very important because a lot of times, you know, it's not easy for husbands to open up like wise, right? But for women, it's always easier than the men. So it is really important how to be sensitive to the need of the husband. Mm, uh, mm. And both of them have to be very comfortable and discuss whether is this the mentors that they are comfortable to mm. to be mentored. Mm. Do they feel safe to talk about the right. issues and to work together as to how do one uh, find a space to work on safe place to talk about things that they bottle up sometimes mm. it's really i need to talk it out otherwise i feel right. so angry and so frustrated right? right so then it would be helpful for for the wife if mm. per se having this experience to have a friend a trusted mm. friend to share her struggles if the husband is not ready to, I mean, more for her, her own emotional right. regulations, okay. to have friends that can support her in even to talk about her feelings, her mm. struggles in life. Because sometimes it's really getting yourself soothed mm. and emotionally regulated. And sometimes even if there's a need to seek for professional counselling support, mm. uh, it's really to have that safe space to talk right. about your own needs, your personal issues or your struggles in coping in this situation. Sometimes through counselling, getting new perspectives, even if the husband is not on board, ready to talk about the marital issues, then is the change of the perspective of the wife to bring mm. back and maybe sometimes it's really how do I as a wife talk the, the manner, the tone, the approach mm. to talk to the husband because sometimes it's because their own individual needs are not met and sometimes it's how our spouse responds to us mm. that make us not open to mm. want to talk about things because mm. they don't see any light to it. Mm. So maybe some these are some of the options if mm. husband is not ready then mm. Could wife seek support from trusted friends or right. through, you know, seek mm. professional help to support in her through the distress moments? Right. Of course, in due time, it will be helpful for both to right. come forth to seek help. I think this is quite an important uh, tip to know that actually when you are being mentored in your marriage, that both husband and wife need to move at the same pace <laughs> yes. and build the relationship with the mental couple at the same space. If not, then it might be better for one party to get their needs addressed like separately and not use that mentoring couple relationship. Exactly. So I think you summed it up well. To put it another way, be on the same wavelength, give advance notice to your mentors mm -hmm. and then have um, you know individual debriefs after the mentorship 
mm. uh, advice so that you can discuss uh, takeaways and so on. But there is a deeper point, of course, because what if um, the weight of advice seems to be in a certain way and, and say your husband doesn't agree with that. And so that's a deeper point. It's a tricky point because mm. the wife needs to be very respectful of the husband's mm. views and mm. maybe the discomforts over the advice. And the flip side is the husband, you know, should sort of abandon the ego and learn to listen to good, sensible mm. advice on the particular matter. Not easy at times, but uh, <laughs> that's the way that I'm glad I think you mentioned can benefit. the male ego, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> tends to stand in the way. It tends to stand in the way, you know, to be frank. Yeah. I hope that helps uh, our listener who wrote in with this question uh, and gave you some perspective and maybe some tips on what other things you could do. But really today, we want to just encourage all our listeners, if you've never actually considered marriage mentoring, uh, I think hearing the benefits that it can bring to your married life, uh, I hope that you are a little bit more open to it. And of course, if you do want to know more, uh, you can always write into us. I do know that Focus on the Family's Marriage Preparation Program actually also offers marriage mentoring to the couples who attend. Well, for today, I would just want to thank our guests, Greg and Pat. Thank you so much for really taking the time to share your journey in marriage and also the work that you do in this whole area of marriage. And we hope that you continue to build the marriages of other couples around you. As usual, in each podcast, we do end off with a couple challenge. And today's couple challenge is to take five minutes to share with your spouse if you're listening to this with your spouse. If not, you can actually just go to your spouse and tell them you've just heard a podcast and that you like to share with them just one thought or fear about seeking out a marriage mentor if you don't already have one. So just share with your spouse your thoughts. It could be a fear, it could be anxiety, it could maybe be a point of interest or excitement with regards to seeking out a marriage mentor for yourself. Okay, and with that, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Now on our next episode, um, we will of course be looking at even more practical things about marriage. And if you do want other resources, do check out our articles as well as our upcoming marriage programs at our website, www.family.org.sg. We hope you follow and subscribe to our Connect2 podcast and do share this episode with a friend who may also benefit from it. So thank you for tuning in and until next time, take care of yourself and your spouse and your marriage.